0: We have no idea what this guy's saying. I can make fun of your speech impediment. We're pretty sure he's talking pro wrestling. Well, at least we hope so. Tonight's show will be dedicated to everyone who has been affected by this terrible incident. You're listening to Spare Change on WrestlingAudio.com. And there's nothing worse than a superstar who peaks too early. Well, welcome to WrestlingAudio.com. My name is Dangerous Dave and you're listening to Spare Change. This is going to be my top 25, uh, well my look into what I contributed to the top 50 of this year. If you haven't finished watching, uh, watching, listening to it, uh, I do obviously recommend it. It is our WrestleMania. I do always recommend our last three of these three shows. I always think they're some of the best. Uh, Mo and Bowl's always put like great, amount of work and effort and everything goes into it and i think it's one of it, the are our best shows in, in my opinion uh, as always you want to touch with me easiest ways on twitter at dgs36 wrestling website facebook page lots of ways to get in touch with me so this is going to be my top 25 i'm also going to be sort of giving a couple of comments on the top um the top 50 that's just uh obviously obviously just ended but i'm going to be looking at the um the list as it is from, from my point of view, that as I say, we all we'll put our t- top 25 into it. And there's only been one, um, I usually, I, I you know, whenever I, um, whenever I listen to this show, I wait for the, or oh, what did I forget this, who did I forget this time? Or what did I do? And this year, it was, it, it was an odd one. Um, I don't want to say this was an odd sort of clap back to me was, um, it, it was about Samoa Joe. And, um, you know, Samojo, he wasn't hugely high on the list, um, which, but, you know, usually when I get this kind of thing, it's usually when I've put someone at number one, just to kind of you know, mess with the rules, which I've only ever done once. And funny enough, it was with Samojo again. Um, so, yeah, I had Samojo. Surprisingly, I was the only one who had Smojo on his list. I'm just baffled by that because... It, you know, he, you know, Mo did say, I, would obviously explain, and I, I've explained. I mean, th- the funny thing about it was is that although they, you know, they then, you know, Balls and Mo did obviously explain Joe and and why he, they probably didn't include him, but then more or less explained exactly why I had him on the list, which was his feud with with AJ Styles was one of the best feuds of the year as far as I'm concerned. it was one of the few feuds that I actually cared about. It had a great uh, it had great matches to it and you know despite the fact that Joe never won, I didn't really it didn't really bother me that he didn't win you know it, you know I, I personally think that that probably was the case of it was because of injuries it was because of things like that um but I think keeping if he keeps healthy, Maybe there's a Royal Rumble win. Maybe there's your know, Money in the Bank, something of that nature. Um, I just think he had the best feud. You know, it, when you actually break down 2018, what feuds have there been? Really? I mean, maybe Becky Lynch against Charlotte. Maybe. I mean, the, there has been very few feuds where I'd say absolutely 100 that they that they deserve you know everything in regard to a feud, there hasn't really been... You know, you could say, well, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. hasn't been really a feud. It's more just been a case of, here's two people fighting for a belt. Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins. It was obviously too late before we were obviously casting our vote. I think, personally, this was the best feud. The whole, you know, um, him turning up. It it kind of almost was like the... um, going back in in the time machine the DDP stalk and the Undertaker's uh, wife kind of thing where it was it was very creepy like Ric Flair and, and Macho Man what from WrestleMania 8 I want to say this so it really was quite creepy but I I, you know, I I loved it I thought the whole thing it was entertaining and that's really what we wanted um so that's there was the only one that really you know you know, the uh, made, I don't say made fun of me, but they called me out in regard to that. And so I, I say I'm really surprised that I'm the only person who did nominate Joe because, I mean, I say he was in quite, you know, quite a good few really great matches. I mean, he didn't just coast. It was kind of interesting that um, if you actually listened to, I think it was the first show, I think it was, um, once they finished talking about Joe, they did the next guy, which I believe was Velveteen Dream, and his year was almost exactly the same as Joe's in the sense of he didn't really do anything. You know, he'd had some amazing matches and he was very consistent in having a major matches and he was there all the time. But if you told me, okay, right, tell me three good things that Velveteen Dream did this year, apart from the call me up Vince tights, I can't really say, you know, he was in, he was in good matches, but nothing that stood out. That's just that was that's just that. Uh, in regards to our, um, our top top twenty five, top ten, uh, the only other thing obviously was Becky Lynch being number eleven. I personally think I, I know there was I forget who it was you know, on um, Twitter who said, oh, you know, if, if, if she's not top five, I think it might have been, He's going to burn his radio, his wrestling audio T-shirt, and all of this stuff. And I personally think that be, her being eleven was really generous, considering her year didn't start until maybe SummerSlam. And then when you consider we turn on our lists, you know, a couple of, about a week before Survivor Series, really that's only maybe, what, two, three months of The Man. I mean, that's really, you know, I, I mean, I had here in my top 10, I'll be getting to that in a second, but I personally think, I, I, I think, I, 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 um, I, 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 was uh, thinking back to when I, when I, I mean, I love Becky Lynch. I really do. I think, you know, she's in my top 10. I was very entertained by her, but I am, I remember commenting. I think it was, I think it was around about the WrestleMania time when I said, if she doesn't get a push soon, she might be going. And I don't mean, I mean, I, I didn't really think she'd go to anywhere else. I think she could, because previously she had quit, uh, I think she quit. She went away for a while and then she came back. And I thought that's what was going to happen again. I thought she would get so tired that she would either go and obviously go to the indie scene uh, where you make a lot of money. You're in Ring of Honor in Japan and everything, or, or she would just go away completely. Um, I really, I'm glad that what happened happened. Um, and I think she is on the best run of her life. I mean, obviously she, yeah, as regarding that, she's obviously lost the title to Asuka. If this means a feud between her and Asuka, no issue with that. If it means she has to, she's she, she obviously going to get a rematch, which will probably be at the Rumble, maybe, who, you know, who knows. Um, but who's, let's just, I mean, I, I think she, um, she had a great year maybe not a top 10 year i mean as i say a lot of the times we do you know we always judge based on our last the last thing we saw um so you know yeah you, you have people who in the like the last months of the year they did something amazing but beginning in the year you know a, a good example is probably jinder mahal i mean if you think of last year with jinder mahal were for the first what three four months he was a non-entity you know he was getting beat getting beaten left right and center and then he was somehow thrust into this feud with Randy Orton wins the title and then we all had to get I think we he was number 3 number 4 of last year nowhere to be found on this list quite rightly so as they literally have forgotten all about him and apart from being in that mixed max uh, mixed match challenge he's not really been of any sort of consequence for for this year so anyway, he, um, he's going to be my 25. I'm going to sort of not really go into much detail apart from the top 10 as to why they are in the places they are. I think personally, that there's no one on my list, there's no one on the top the top 50 where I sort of smacked my head and went, oh, I forgot that person. You know, there are obviously, you know, there's 25 people I missed out, but there was no one who I thought, oh, that's someone I should have put in. But um, so number 25, I have Carmella. And for me, I mean, I I said up until maybe the last month, I hated Carmella. I hated her being a heel. I hated everything about her. Didn't like her as a money in the bank. I thought she was the wrong person for her. She was. She. she, uh, Just a heelness. The fact she could be Oscar, plus plus Charlotte, plus. It just, for me, just. um, There was just. She just rubbed me up the wrong way. Um, And that was my opinion, of, of Carmella. I did think she deserved to be on the list. Just She just wasn't... She just didn't do anything for me. Number 24, I have, I have Dolph Ziggler. And I think, for me, Dolph Ziggler was always that guy who had great matches, you know, great Intercontinental feud. He's one of those guys who you always forget that he is a world champion or a former world champion. Um, I, I know I do. Um, and it's... He's got... I, I don't know. He, he As soon as Dolph... Um, Drew McIntyre sort of started catching catching steam. Dolph Ziggler seemed to get for, got forgotten about, and that's really been the last month. But I think Dolph was really sort of the focal point for most of that feud. He was kind of like the, the diesel, sort of like uh, the bodyguard kind of thing. But at number 23, I had Elias. And I really all I can say is I love the entertainment factor of Elias. I just do. Um, um, in the ring, I mean, I've commented a number of times, he looks too much like... Seth Rollins' bigger older brother. Um, he just looks almost identical. I mean, it's it's quite scary sometimes. I think they had a they had a a, a match. I forgot what people it was, and it was almost like like a before after of like steroids or something. I know he's probably not on steroids. Hopefully, he isn't. But it, that's what it looked like. Like. um... You know, he bulked up and became Elias. Um, but I love everything about his entertainment factor. Uh, you know, the, he uh, had that great interaction with with Chris Jericho at Raw 25. Um, and I just, I just think he's hugely entertaining. Number 22, I have Pentagon Jr. And really, this is the one where I kind of go, I respect him as a wrestler. I think he's really, really good. I don't connect with him in any way, shape or form. But when he is in the ring, bell to bell, He is great. He has that great match against Omega at All In. Um, He was just, he was just always on top form, and I I can't not put him in my list for that. Number twenty one, I have Shinsuke Nakamura, who could have had the year. I mean, I personally, I feel so bad that he is in my like the top twenty. I really wish that he had had a top 10 year. I think last year, I, the, I put him on my top 10. I think he was in our top 10, actually. Um But for me, he won the Royal Rumble, and then that was it. I mean, he had that great match against... He had like two or three great matches against AJ Styles. And then, I don't know what it was. I mean, personally, I think as soon as they changed his music, once some clever, clever person decided to put uh, lyrics, lyrics on his music... I lost something from Shinsky. There was just, I don't know what it was. It didn't need, it's kind of like um someone compared it to when Triple H he went from, he had uh, the music My Time and it's a great instrumental. And then for some reason, they decided to put lyrics behind it and it became almost unbearable to listen to. Uh But, you know, he's always been, good in the ring obviously and you know his few what the problem i had always was uh, i think we commented on this was as soon as he turned heel he became interesting and they probably should have done that before wrestlemania he should have maybe um you know attacked him beforehand turned heel and then it being a face heel dynamic um to me it just felt like there was a missed opportunity and as for missed opportunity and again it's a shame that we don't do our list, you know, uh, to the end of the year, because number 20 is Asuka. Again, almost the, exactly the same as Shinsky. She won the Royal Rumble. She then lost to Charlotte, and then she just kept losing. The, you know, if she hadn't won, uh, personally, if she hadn't won the Royal Rumble, she probably wouldn't be in my list. She probably, at this, at this point in time, she feels she, uh, well, at this point in time, she has got back to where she should have been. But for that period between April and and what's that? September, September, November. Well, up to up to now, really, she has been of no consequence. She she teamed with. Oh, I can't even think of what she said. She teamed with Naomi for no reason, and she even lost when that was the case. It got to the point where her losing twice to Carmella just made me go right. Well, clearly the feud, uh, the um, winning streak was just a fluke, obviously, um, and there was a kind of a Goldberg feel to it that. Once she lost that winning streak, they didn't know what to do with it. And I think that was a bad idea. Um, Number 19, we had Johnny Impact, who was basically everywhere. I I can't even think of a promotion that he wasn't in. I'm sure he was in Lucha Underground. He was in... He was basically everywhere, really. Um, I I personally think he was... um, he was really, you know, he's always he's always been good, and that's always been his sort of highlight point. You know, he's always been great in the ring, but I think along the way, you know, he's become a, a focal point for like impact. He's always been a great um, character there, um, so one of the few reasons to watch it, and I'll be getting to that in a second. At number eighteen, we have Rusev Day, and I don't actually remember if Rusev was in our uh, our top fifty. I'm. I'll will let, let, well, actually, sorry, no, I've, I've just brought it up. So, yes, he was, he was number 28. Um, Rusev was one of those char- those guys who, his character was amazing. The whole thing with um, Aiden in English, the Rusev day, was just, it was fantastic. I mean, there was a part of me that really felt that if they wanted to push him into that main event, get him in a few with AJ Styles or with Brock Lesnar, whoever it was, I forget what, 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 what I think he's on SmackDown. If he's not on SmackDown now, but it just felt as though, and if they didn't pull the trigger on him during that that, that whole run, that he was never going to win that belt. And they did, you know, he had such a, you know, people loved it. And considering like the year before, he was almost forgotten about. He had that, you know, the year before that, I think it was the year before that, he was like, you feuding with John Cena. He was U.S. champion. He was, you know, undefeated. He was, he was fantastic. And then he just was defeated and that was it he was done and to me he, he just didn't have a lot of I want. he just he, he, I don't even know what to say I mean he just once he started almost like um, falling out aid in English and kept not getting any title shots or anything like that it became like he was by the numbers back to being mid-card, back to back to being, you know, in the mix match challenge, back to being just Lana's husband and uh, and that's a shame. Um at number 17 I have Charlotte and on respect on on introspective, I do feel I put her far too low. Um I, I, I did I, I actually looked back at her year and went she had a lot more going for her than she did. But I think there was a point where she did go off and I think there was just that kind of backlash to her. You know, I think they commented about how when she won at SummerSlam in that triple threat, everyone hated it. When Becky Lynch chose Charlotte as the one to go against Ronda Rousey, everyone hated it. And I think there was just that backlash where it even happened to me where, well, I, I, Charlotte's always been sort of hit and miss with me. I You know, she's, she, she's great in the ring and she's got that, but she's always felt like She's kind of felt like the person who should have been undefeated. I, I never liked the whole pay per view undefeated thing because it made no sense in the the whole storyline thing. But um, she she definitely had a t- you. Know, she I think she was in our top ten. She was I think she was the she might have been the top woman. I don't I know she wasn't of course, no. Um, but I just felt that she could have had a. I, I think I, I think I'm in respect. I should have put her higher, but yeah, best laid plans. Um, And number 16, again, someone who probably should have been higher if we'd done our list later on. And that's Daniel Bryan. And I think for me, he's on my list. I mean, I literally didn't have him on the list originally. Um, and then I realized just how important it was that he did come back and he did wrestle and he did feud with certain people and he did have great matches. And it was just such a monumental moment. I mean, I think it's that thing of if, if the Undertaker can sometimes be in our top 50 for wrestling one, two matches. I think Shawn Michaels is on, was the one from, from this year. Um, I think. I think Daniel Bryan does, definitely deserves uh, being on, on our list. I think if anything's to go by, I think he's probably going to be higher next year. Hopefully it is. Um, definitely with myself, I think. I'd say if, if I was doing my list now, he'd definitely be a top 10 guy. I think the change to him being a heel, I didn't think it was going to work. Oh my my goodness, did it work. Uh, I was really surprised by how well it worked. At number 59, Ivar Carter. And I'm not even going to, skip. I don't even feel, feel like I need to explain Okada. Basically, if you want to watch some of the best wrestling, five star, six star, seven star, eight star, whatever star match we're talking about, I don't think I've seen a bad Okada match in the past two years, three years. He was a champion for, I think it was about nearly two years. Um, you know, he was probably one of the cornerstones, keystones. Um, he's one of those people who I, I guarantee WWE probably will try and snap him up at some point. I doubt he'll go. Um, uh, I doubt that they'd know, even know what to do with them. They've obviously, they don't know what to do with, with, uh, Shinsky. So I doubt they'd know what to do with Arcata either. Um, but if you want to watch the, you know, if you, just want to go into YouTube, just type in Okada match, you'll find a five-star match. I mean, it literally, you know, it's not difficult. I mean, literally, even a match from one, two, three, four, you know, we're talking two, three years of five-star matches. That's not to be, um, to be poo-pooed at. I mean, when you consider, you know, there are wrestlers out there who we love, Samoa Joe, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. I don't even think Daniel Bryan's got many five-star matches. I don't think he's got, any. I mean, I'll probably have to check that. I mean, I'm sure he's probably had one or two, but when you consider you know, every single match, it seems, he's in the fours to five stars. And then obviously Dave Meltzer goes overboard with six, seven, eight stars or whatever it is. And uh, obviously he had that amazing um, th- um, two out of three falls match where he lost the belt to uh, Kenny Omega. And I think they were just that, that amazing feud. I don't know who, he, if he's fighting him at WrestleMania, I think it's Wrestle Kingdom twelve. I don't know if he's having some kind of match there against him, and he should. Even if even if it should be, and it should be Omega like retaining, but they should continue that feud because it's definitely one that needs to get to, to keep going. But speaking of Omega, no, he's not this slow. Um, he's um, it's his his uh, first opponent of the the uh, was obviously the uh, the Alpha uh, Chris Jericho uh, number fourteen. For me, Chris Jericho just felt like he. This was his year where he just did what he wanted to. He was on, he was on the Raw twenty five. He was at the Great Straw Rumble. He was, he was basically everywhere. I mean, he was doing his um, wrestling cruise, which I kind of wish I figured out what that was because uh, we, I, yeah. If he's going to be doing one next year, I don't know if, if whether it's posted this year, next year, two thousand nineteen. If that um, does happen. I might have to have a look to see what, what this is, because obviously if it's a cruise, if it's something maybe me and my wife might consider it, you know, I, I'm not really sure how it worked. And I haven't, I've only seen little bits and pieces here and there. So who knows? But I think Chris Jericho definitely, I mean, he had his five-star match. I don't think he, he's had any uh, before then, you know, he had his match against Kenny Omega, which, you know, even I said was probably going to be match of the year. Obviously, Kenny Omega blew that out of the water later on. But it was definitely a match that everyone was talking about. And I think even, I think last year, you know, I mean, I made a point of saying, you know, as soon as they announced that match, and it was like November, October, November time. That was one of the most outstanding announcements. I mean, no one thought that was ever going to happen. He seemed like he was going to be WWE, retired WWE, you know, but I think it's got to the point where Chris Jericho can do what he wants. He obviously had that great interaction with Elias. He's just, he he just, does what he wants and that's why we love him at number 13 we have the miz and if there was every year where they could have pushed the miz to the moon it was this year and i kind of there's a part of me that wishes the guys commented about how it felt like because they were daniel bryan was sort of playing hardball with his contract that wb were just sort of getting getting away basically doing all these feuds that they wanted to do two three years ago and one of them was obviously daniel bryan versus the miz and it felt felt like they rushed it and there's a Real part of me that wishes they they hadn't rushed that feud, waited for this point when he had the belt and then do that, have the Miz versus Daniel Bryan, have it a world championship match. Yeah, I'd happily watch that because it really was an amazing feud from what, two, three years ago, never came to fruition. And then it was kind of wasted over two or three pay-per-views, if I'm, if I'm being brutally honest. It just felt like it was just rushed. Whereas if that had been a slow-burning, you know, um, yeah, have it where you, know, the, you know, the, there is lots of animosity. Bring the two wives into you know they they, you know, they had so much of a good feud in the sense you know having Bree and and Maurice involved and you know they having maybe making fun of his film career, making fun of him being vegan. Have Miz turn face you know if Daniel Bryan is going to go to go heel, have him turn face um, that would have been great. I mean, we know the Miz is a great heel. And he is a great heel. Maybe that's probably why then they probably won't do it. Who knows? Um, that's just the way it is. At number twelve, I have the guy who, who for some reason, I'm the only one who picked him was Samoa Joe. I more or less explain why Samoa Joe was in my uh, in my list. I think he was just had the the, the best feuds, uh, the best feud with AJ Styles, and it was really the only memorable thing. Again, I'll probably in hindsight, he's a little high. Um, but I still think he deserved it because I say it was one of the few, few when they do, you know, PWI does the like the top few's of the year. And I'll be very surprised if that's, if that's not at least in the top five nominations. And number 11, I have Alexa Bliss, who quite frankly could have been in my top 10 again if she'd kept healthy. Uh, I think Alexa Bliss had a great year. She ran her mouth for most of it. Uh, and I think she just, if she'd, I don't even know what to say. I mean, she was, she won the money. In the, you know, she did a lot of things this year that I just thought were, were fantastic. And I think if she'd just not been injured, she probably would have been higher. Uh, if she'd been able to have had that Trish Stratus match, I think she probably would have been definitely higher. But I think top 11, I mean, number 11 is probably as, you know, it's nothing to poo-poo at. Um, At number 10, I have Seth Rollins. Basically, for making the IC belt mean something. Yeah, uh, he had, he had great matches throughout the entire year. I don't really think anyone can take that away from him. I, I, I think he had a great, great year. Uh, it's surprising. I'm just like looking at that. I didn't include Dean Ambrose, but maybe it's because he really only became a factor in the last like two months, um, really. Um, but I think Seth Rollins for the entire year has been, you know, he's been healthy. He's been, he's been a great holder and your proponent for that um, to make that um, IC belt mean something, which. It's never a bad thing. Number nine, I have Becky Lynch. Um Basically, turning heel was the best thing she ever did. Uh She went from an afterthought to one of the best heels in the business. She had some great matches. The feud with Charlotte was great. I just thought that everything about that was was fantastic. I think if if I was doing my list now, yeah, you know, as as with everything, I think she probably, I mean, she probably still be a number nine, probably. space or two higher but you know i think she had a great year hopefully she can build on that and the man can um can can reclaim her title i kind of hope that asuka gets at least a two or three month run maybe make this a wrestlemania match let charlotte and uh and let charlotte move to raw and get you know go with ronda rousey and uh allow becky lynch and asuka to um sort of feud this out Number eight, I have Austin Aries. And all I'm going to say about Austin Aries is that he's one of the few reasons to still watch impact or he was anyway. And that's all I'm going to say. I mean, I really, you know, he was great. He's always been a great character. Great, great champion. You know, he was coated in gold and belts and everything like that. Always love that kind of visual. Reminds me, I'm going to, I'm going to do a a Greg here. It reminds me of like when the Lance Storm used to do that. When he, I think he won every belt, every, all the mid card belts in WCW, but I always love that. Um, at number seven, I Braun Strowman, his push was immense. It's just a shame that it didn't result in anything. Uh, but I can't dispute that you know, he had great popularity throughout the entire year. He won the Greatest Royal Rumble, and I wish they'd stop going on about it because it wasn't a Royal Rumble. It was a 50-man thing. So I hate the fact that they keep going on about how how many people he, uh, he took out. If it was a normal Royal Rumble, I'd care. It wasn't, so I don't. Um, Same with Daniel Bryan, lasting an hour or whatever it was in a Royal Rumble. Sorry, it wasn't a real Royal Rumble, so I'm not greatly that interested. But I think this was the year when they should have uh, pulled that trigger. And uh, A lot of people said it's because of backstage attitude. Maybe this is something where they're punishing him by not giving him the belt and maybe this is what it is. Um, But hopefully not that petty. Maybe 2019 is the year. Maybe he wins the actual Royal Rumble and um, and then does um, you know, does win the belt. Number six, I have Brock Lesnar, one of the longest reigning champions. And although I think they milked him far too too much in regards to him being champion, it was nice to see him more than twice a year. Um, I think he had. Some uh, he had some you know, some, some great sort of feuds in general, you know, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I, I think for me, the you know, I mean, I commented on my if you've not listened to, if you, um, one of my top, top worst five moments was the fact that Brock Lesnar would champion and was basically never there when someone said, I think. We put on Facebook, you know what? What what should Vince do to shake everything up? And I said, have have a Brock Lesnar defend his title on Raw. And I think it's something where I, I do wish that Brock Lesnar would be more active. You know, if it's a case, if it's a money thing, then Brock Lesnar doesn't deserve to be in the WWE because I feel like you know I'm not, yeah, you know, I if uh, I'm not gonna pay. To watch, you know, to see the Intercontinental Champion in a main event. I mean, I know if you've listened to that show, that's what my wife has, has done, potentially. So hopefully they do get the belt off before then, and I can actually see that belt. Number five, I have Ronda Rousey. Um, basically brought more mainstream press WB than anyone else this year. She capped it with uh, the Raw Champion win, had basically undefeated. Uh, still a long way to go before she is perfect. Um but certainly shoe in for rookie of the year, I would say. I I would really be surprised if she didn't win that. I think she was a great. She had a great year um, from top to bottom. I think. Yeah, you know, I I don't hate Ronda Rousey. I think my only thing is I've always said she needs to start having these Goldberg proper destruction matches. Uh, but I think she's she's working really well, and I think everything about she, she is she doing well. Number four, I have Cody Rhodes, basically all in was the biggest risk and the best moment ever for the indie scene, for the wrestling business, for all of that. Uh, win the NWA title uh, meant the him and, and Dusty Rhodes first Father and Son who won that belt. Great feuds throughout the year, great moments with the Bullet Club, with the Ring of Honor. Proved that he didn't need WWE, but maybe they need him. Uh, maybe they need to get him. I mean, if he can promote something that gets 10,000 people with, you know, the basics of promotion. I mean, all it was was just social media and a few press things. And you know, that was it. They, they got 10,000 people in an arena, you know, WWE has hours and hours and hours of, of TV and promotion and network and all this stuff and social networks and all this and promotion and PR. They probably spend millions, probably thousands and thousands to get 16,000 people in an arena. So for Nexus 6,000 yeah, you know, they, they you know, potentially, I mean, I, I would love to see, you know, what Cody Rhodes has got next up his sleeve. This whole elite thing might be an interesting act. I, I, I don't want them to do it, to be honest. I think it's probably going to be a little bit like um, the global force thing. I think the best thing I could hope for is there's some kind of, I don't, I don't. I don't. say the best thing I can hope for is that he comes back to WWE and takes all these people with him. I think the best thing would be if he somehow got some sort of partnership with with Impact and then and then made them better um, or at least watchable to uh, some some extent. And number three, I have Roman Reigns. And I don't even, this one's a hard one to say because, yeah, you know, we always say, you know, Roman Reigns is one of those people who won. he'll never be number one because too many people, um, he was kind of like, it was kind of like John Cena. I, thought, I forget if John Cena was ever on number one. I know he's always number two. Um, but I, yeah, I can't remember if John Cena was ever on number one throughout the wrestling audio uh, top fifties. Um, but Roman Reigns always felt like that was going to happen with him, that he was never going to be given number one. He was always going to be sort of pushed to the moon and we were all going to like back, you know, fight against that. Um, I think at a good year, I, 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 mean, it's a shame what happened happened, but maybe, you know, I don't want to say maybe this is the best thing for him. Maybe if he does take some time away, gets healthy, lets people rem- remember who he is, comes back and, maybe has a new attitude, maybe he comes back and turns heel, maybe comes back and just, as long as when he comes back, it's not like he comes back and it, like literally his first match, he's won the world title. As long as that's not the case, as long as he's not number 30 in the Royal Rumble, as long as he's not the the surprise entry and the money in the bank and he wins it, as long as it's not something like that, he, he just needs to come back. That's fine. Um, so, you know, yeah you know, or we can say you know we can always wish him the best because you know, he really do, you know it's 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 terrible that you know what, what he's going to be going through uh, I'm sure it, you know he, uh, as I, I mean as the guy said, i mean I never knew that he'd already gone through this before it'd never been brought up anywhere, and um it's really sad that um that that's how it happened um uh, but you know he we can't deny that he had a great year. A number two, and I kind of feel my number one and number two were literally interchangeable until I submitted my list. My, I'm going to basically say I wish I'd been able to put like a joint number one. Uh, obviously, you can guess who my number one and number two are. Uh, my number two is Kenny Omega, and my number one was AJ Styles. And I say, literally, up until when I pressed send, I was changing this round, and then changing it around again, and then changing it around again. And it all became... Uh, the 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 reason Kenny Omega wasn't was number two was because I just felt that for a year, it, you know, AJ Styles had up until when we actually submit our list. So AJ Styles was still champion when I when I made this list. So he had spent that entire time as, as WWE champion. He he'd had feuds with you know, Shinsky, with Samoa Joe. He would had some amazing matches. You know, I mean, if you actually look at a um, there's a website. If you go onto, I forget what website it is, but if you just type in five-star matches in Google, it'll generally bring it up because it's only the, one of the few ones that does it. And he had so many, not, not five-star matches, but, you know, four, 4.7, 4.5. Uh, for, you know, literally every match he had with, with Samojo. This is why, for me, Samojo wasn't as, high, isn't, you know, you a stupid pick because all the matches he had with AJ Styles was still four and a half, four and six. You've three-quarter star matches. That's nothing to poo-poo at. Um, so for me, that was the the reason why I put him as my number one, because I just think think that he did deserve it. He had a great... When you can consider the other people in WWE, I, I think a lot of them had their lulls. A lot of them had their, you know, their, their moments where you just, you know, Brock Lesnar was not going to be my number one simply because he, he wasn't around. Um, you know, Roman Reigns wasn't going to be my number one in a way because I don't like him, Um and that's just the way it is. You know, everyone had their sort of lulls, I suppose it was, Um, but he didn't. He was sort of on a high the entire time. He didn't lose the belt throughout that entire time. He didn't lose any matches, and even the matches that he did lose, they led to, like, no DQ match. Uh, I think the only, the only match he lost where I really was angry was the... um I, th- I think had, he had like a, a double count out with Shinsuke. It might be, yeah, I think it was Shinsuke, And I just felt that that was just a cheap ending. Um, but I do think uh, he had a great year. My number two, obviously, was Kenny Omega. And as I say, these are so interchangeable. Um, he was basically the best wrestler of the year. If we were doing this based on wrestling alone, not entertainment, not on feuds, because really, quite frankly, ring the thing... I would say that this is what I mean about with Al-Qaeda, with Cody Rhodes, with all these people. Yes, I could go into to YouTube now and bring up 20 amazing um, Kenny Omega matches. However, I could probably only maybe find one feud and that's the one he had with Chris Jericho. And that still wasn't really a feud. It was more just a match and a couple of comments here. And there. AJ Styles had an entertaining full-length multiple weeks and months feuds. Uh, Kenny Omega never had that. He had the matches. Absolutely 100% he had the matches. He had the five, the six, the seven-star matches. But he didn't really have a two or three weeks or two months or whatever it is storyline that made me care. And I think that's the um, that's the thing that everyone... Th- th- this is why, I mean, I always make the joke of, you know, if you want to see a great match, you you, you watch you know, Steamboat versus Savage. But if you actually go back and watch the feud that went into that, you know, it's um, Savage breaking, um, breaking uh, Steamboat's uh, throat with a um, with the ring bow and the whole, you know, him you know, losing his belt and all of that. I mean, that was a great, fantastic feud that ended with a fantastic, phenomenal match. Uh, not, you know, the feud he had with Okada was, was great in the sense of they were just wrestling. There was no, you know, there was no feud in the sense of it was a storyline about his wife, or you know you don't belong here, you're, you're an you know there was no nothing like that. It was just a case of two people who are the who are fighting to be the best, and that's nothing wrong with that. But in a sense, when you are watching WWE, when you're watching even Impact to some extent, there is storylines to go along with it that make you want to carry on watching. And uh, so that's my top 25. Um, as I say, I don't really have a lot to say about our top 50, apart from the fact that I do really think that it was a really strong list. Um, uh, it was surprising when obviously we get the list in advance a couple of, couple of weeks beforehand. And I was really, um, surprised and stunned and really quite delighted by it. I mean, I think we do a really good list. I, you know, the, sometimes when, you know, the PWI do their like top 100 or whatever it is. And I always kind of, I, I you know, I, I never know how they actually do their list. I think Omega was actually their number one as well. So, um, it, it, you know, we, it kind of shows that we're not really, you know, we're not we're not talking out of our, of our um, of our asses here. So, um, I, I do think that um, our list was really good. If you haven't listened to those shows, uh, I kind of spoiled some of it at least um but if if you I would definitely say you have to listen to these shows, I always love what Bald and mo do, and I say, oh I always say every year one of these days i'm going to get into one of these This because, you know if you know me, I love doing lists, I love doing my top tens, not top fives um and I, but you know that, that pesky Atlantic Ocean and that pesky you know seven eight hour time delay where i think we had to do the i think we if we ever had to do that show it'd be like four o'clock in the morning for me or something of that nature and um you don't want to be talking wrestling at four o'clock in the morning because you only get grumpy if you've ever if you ever heard any of my pay-per-view reviews after i've actually finished watching a pay-per-view that's that's kind of how it is um so that's going to be sort of my um my look, my, my, basically my look at my 2018. If you haven't listened to my, my other show, I did a top five, um, the best and the worst moments of, uh, of wrestling. Um, that's, uh, exclusively on the app. Uh, I was going to do a couple of other ones, uh, but I really just thought I'd, I'd focus on this one. Uh, so hopefully, um, if you are listening to this in 2019, a happy new year. If you're not, uh, obviously Merry Christmas and a happy new year to you. To you if you, uh, if you are, um, if, if we're still in 2018 here, um, but I, um, Hopefully, in the 2019, we are going to get some some um, some some more great wrestling, some more great Kenny Omega. Maybe this new promotion from Cody Rhodes. I'm really looking forward to what 2019 has to offer. Maybe the whole thing with Daniel Bryan. Let's see what happens with that. And definitely the women's division. It's going to be. I mean, I. I I, it sounds really strange. All, you know, I'm, I'm always seems to be the, the, I'm the Grinch of the, uh, of the site. I'm never happy with anything. If you listen to my last pay per view, uh, um, review, um, you, you probably see that I was really basically delighted with the, um, with everything, with the, um, the, with the, the last uh, TLC match, uh, TLC pay per view. Uh, but I think the women's division is, is so strong. Hopefully they do have evolution again. Hopefully they don't go back to Saudi Arabia, or at least if they do, they'll at least explain why. And maybe hopefully no one's uh, no one's died again since then. But um, that's my, my, my only criticism of... Well, my, not my own criticism. Hopefully they get that belt off Brock Lesnar as well. Uh, but hopefully uh, the wins division does go from strength to strength and hopefully we get more of that great matches from everyone. Uh, that, that's all from me. Uh, thank you much for listening. My name's Dangerous Dave, and you've been listening to WrestlingAudio.com. And I want to know one thing, how does that make you feel? Get in on the discussion. Well, It doesn't matter how it makes you feel. Share your thoughts with the host by following us at Wrestling Audio on Twitter and on Facebook. <laughs>